Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Too Real. This is season two, episode two. I'm your host, Patty Nunez. And Allie J. Thanks for joining us again. Um, I guess first thing we want to, you guys might have noticed, we finally have an introduction tune, which is kind of cool, right, Allie J? I love it. I love it too. I think it's cute. And uh, we want to shout out uh, FaceX Hugger on Spotify, because yes. that's uh, the creator of our tunes. So Thank you so much for all your hard work. Yeah, thanks. And uh, today, I guess we're uh, today's a pretty a special episode. I mean, we think all of our episodes are special, right? Of course. But today, in particular, we're gonna be talking about um, Black History Month, and we're gonna be talking about the, you know, a short history of Black cinema, iconic movies regarding uh, Black history, and. Um, yeah, we will have a lot of stuff to dive into today, yes. right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be introducing new segments today, which we're kind of excited about. Uh, one, we kind of introduced it last time, right? When we did... Um, oh, the current current, event. Yes, we're going to do current events in movies, just because there's news coming out all of the time. And I don't think, like, you know, we can't make an episode for each individual update that there is, right? So some of them, you know, we're just going to update you as you know quickly as we can. We're also going to be doing another se- a new segment, and it's going to be called What We're Watching. And basically, we'll be telling you guys what we're watching, like any new movies we've seen, good or bad, and even things on TV, because we don't always have time to watch movies, unfortunately. But yeah, um, oh, and there's one more segment that we are introducing today. Alicia, would you like to say the name? The Caucasity. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, the... That would uh, we'll introduce when the time comes. So for now, let's uh, dive in, everyone. Uh, so for news, uh, I guess recently, and this conversation I'm having with you, uh, we're having uh, people were discussing like the new Batman movie. You know, there's a new Batman movie coming up, and Ben Affleck is no longer doing it. What? All right. Yeah, I hate him, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I hate him. Everything about him bugs me, and the fact that he cheated on his wife with a babysitter is just like the ultimate cliche like i just fucking hate him so i'm glad he's gone but um not that i have like a preference for batman because i don't really care for this christian bale was christian bale was a good batman yeah but people this um in particular this time a journalist by the name of rodrigo perez on twitter he's been nominating daniel kaluuya am i pronouncing that right daniel kaluuya i believe he's the guy from uh get out the protagonist. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's been nominating him. Like, he thinks that he'd be a great Batman. And a lot of people on Twitter, they're going back and forth. Like, a lot of people support this idea. A lot of people are like, no. And I think it's going to be one of those things, like, with 007, when people wanted yeah. Idris Elba. And then they were like, no. I'm mad about that, because Idris Elba is perfect. I think he is. he's going to do it. Yeah. He will. He yeah. Has to. But you know how a lot of people were like, he can't be black. And it's just like, yeah, why? Exactly. Like, it's a fictional character, you dumbass. Because like, they didn't think real. they can make um, Bond any more awesome but they could if he's black yeah exactly yeah yeah so i thought that i thought that was interesting so i'll we'll post a picture of the actor um on uh on our instagram so you guys can see we'll post pictures of a lot of things this episode i am gonna post something because i think a lot of us will have to it's a very visual episode to say the least and uh i guess on on other news um zendaya and timothy shalom 
Kwame. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Kwame Malaka. No, Whatever, you know what I'm talking about. The, the boy from Call Me By Your Name. Yes. Yes. I so like I guess they were both cast for this movie called Dune. And it's based on the 1965 science fiction novel by Frank Herbert. And it's supposed to be a kind of big deal. So I like that Zendaya was cast on there. Because I see she's being cast for a lot more roles now. And I, I know. I know. I like and I think I love her. So she's. I'm, I'm happy to... Um, to, I'm excited to see her in more roles, like other than you know what I mean, like just playing a little, yeah, you know, just because she normally she has very small roles. I mean, I haven't. Well, seen she her. started off on Disney Channel, but now she's yeah she's breaking into mainstream, into which film. Is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah she she's did very humble. The Greatest Showman. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, that, that was she's cute. Yeah, and she's she's wonderful in that. So I like I like. Well, yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll move on to our next segment, which is what we're watching. Uh, Alicia, take the rate. Okay, so uh, I had a suggestion to watch that movie Widows. And so I was like really excited. It's about, um, you probably saw the previews where um, these guys are like, they're bad guys. They're criminals and they all die. And so like this guy's like coming after them for the money. He wants the money and actually has that guy you're talking about who get out. He's, oh he's yeah! It. Oh okay. yeah! So it's like we we need this money. So the women, all the widows, have to get together and like try to do a heist to get the money for this guy because their husbands owe all these men money. Oh, okay. Um. So I thought it was gonna be good about people empowerment, but I knew after the first like 20, 30 minutes, I'm like I should stop watching this. I mean, it what? has great people. It has Viola Davis, oh, um, yeah. Liam Neeson, and uh, Michelle Rodriguez. So it's a great cast. Yeah. But I've seen this plot so many times. But it's been done better than oh. it did in this one. It was just like it was slow, and then I just thought it was gonna be a like uh, a movie about almost like uh, bulletproof or death proof, where it's like women empowerment and just like kicking ass and stuff. And it yeah. was just like maybe 15 minutes of that, and the rest of the movie was just like super slow. They hit on some good points, but I don't feel like they dug deep enough. Oh, what is that like an older movie be... or is it a newer movie? No, it's it's just I think it's still in theaters or just left theaters oh shoot I've never it's called Widows it. yeah, yeah. It, it's not what I thought it was oh, okay so out of five stars what do you give it probably two two oh wow okay yeah that's, that's low on the AJ scale <laughs> yeah I, I didn't I mean I love the actors that are in it but right. overall I don't yeah think I know I'm kind of surprised because yeah Viola Davis she they were heavy I, hitters yeah, but it was just like yeah, it was Liam boring Mason, yeah oh that sucks like, that's yeah. disappointing to me when Especially because someone recommended it. Oh my god, it's so good. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm a movie snob. Yeah. But no. when I saw it, I was just like, no, this is not. Well, to be fair, it. like now that we were talking on the subject, like that's what I thought about The Greatest Showman. Really? Cause yeah. People were because that was it, it had a really good cast. It had Zac yeah. Efron, Zendaya. It had Michelle Williams. Uh, what's her name? I mean, what's his name? The guy from Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I love and him. I love him too, but he it was just. Like to me, it kind of Black felt Buster, it wasn't huh? bad. It was very good in the beginning. It was just like, oh, it wasn't as great as I thought it was gonna be. That's well, all. Well, I mean, that goes to show you just because you have a great cast doesn't mean it's gonna be a great movie. It right. takes more than just a phenomenal cast to make a movie. Right. Like amazing. Yeah. There's so a lot of why, stuff that goes into into work, right? Too. That's why I like indie films because they don't always rely on these big actors. Mm-hmm. They actually rely on the plot. Story. And the, yeah, not the a lot story. of money, not a lot of studio work. And these right. people are great actors, they just don't get the recognition they deserve. But a lot of times, because they don't have that studio behind them, backing them, giving them all the money, they try harder, so their content is actually a little bit better. And I mean, that's how I feel with a lot of these movies, they're overrated. Right. But I did, you know, I did see two more movies that I thought were great. Oh, tell us, tell us. Um, so one I'm not going to dive too deep into, because we have an upcoming episode that I feel like that will be more 
uh, cater to talk about. Okay. But I saw um, if Bill Street could talk. Oh. It was okay. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not like all happy go lucky, but it was very good. It was. Uh, it made me happy. Okay. And then I saw another one. Um, that came out a long time ago, and I, I think we might have talked about this before. The Birth of a Nation in 2016. Oh wow, that's so funny! I'm talking about the well, a very old version of a Birth of a yeah, Nation. Yeah, because the original one came out in like the 19 1915. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh my god. Okay, so that's what is perfect. that? Tell me. No, I have to. I have to ask. What is that about? What is this? It's about. Um, is it the same story or the same uh, plotline? I don't know what the original one is about, but this one is about um, Nat Turner who, who leads a revolt. Um, for slaves yeah no that's okay. not about this one that at all okay. what's crazy like what was sad to me is it had all this buzz that it was going to be nominated for golden globes and um academy awards and stuff but what happened is the director him and the co-directors i guess had an issue with a lady in the past um she accused them of like rape so then there was all this stuff that happened years ago they already got acquitted of the charges but they brought it up, so then they just kind of got snubbed when it came to wartime. But wow. when I saw this movie, I was like, this is everything. And to me, it's crazy because the same thing happened to Casey after like that same year. But then he ended up winning the Oscar. So to me, that showed you the right. racism right there. Because I'm like, these guys were cleared of it. The girl ended up committing suicide. Like, they found out she was lying. But then yet, this, this movie didn't get the credit it deserved because of Right. The, and then Casey Anthony, the same one, best actor the same for year. a movie that honestly was trash. Like I said, let's he was the worst actor in the whole he movie. He was the worst Everyone actor. Else was Everybody good, else was great he was except horrible. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, those were two. I'm going to talk about Birth of a Nation a little bit more in depth uh, later on. But Oh, yeah, we'll get into that yeah. because it's. The, I don't think the version... <laughs> I read about was nothing like what you're just okay. telling me. It was the complete opposite, actually. You're not even gonna believe it. Like I swear, when I when I was I was telling my husband about it yesterday, and when I was uh, telling him, like it was one of those things where like I can't believe like like it was one of those things like I couldn't help but laugh at how stupid it was just because like 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 people had some damn nerve. Well, how do you think it's gonna be now? Like when people look at what's going on in our world, like. 50 years from now, 100 years from now, they're going to laugh and be like, wow, that happened? America let that happen? Right. Because what's going on now? Like, it's Yeah, crazy. that's how I feel. We're living yeah, in it, but then people in the future, they're going to be looking back like, wow, wow. what? Yeah, that's, that sounds crazy to me, but... Well, yeah, that's okay. So those were the two movies you watched. What did you, what did you give? A Birth of a Nation. What do you out of five stars? Oh, that was like a five. Definitely. Oh, okay, and wow. Okay, Bill Street was was really good too. What would you give that, that one? I think it was realistic on what like love story, so I'll give it a five too. Because five? okay, yeah, it was more realistic. It wasn't like the typical Hollywood movies where like they end end up happily ever after. It wasn't like that. So I, right. I think that's what this one was good. Oh okay okay yeah oh, I like that. Cool. Um, well, for the movies I watched, um, I watched these both. Well, I started one. I watched one on the plane, and then I started one on the plane, and I didn't finish it until I got to my destination. And Wait, um, were they playing them on the? No, I I, I download them on oh, my okay. iPad because they were on Prime. So like, it lets you if you have Prime, like you can see them for free. So um, and then I just download them on my iPad so that I can watch stuff. Got it. So yeah, so because I'm not, I get really anxious. But I watched one of the movies on Barack Obama's um, movies, like mm-hmm. of the year, that like, 2018 best movies, and it was eighth grade and that's starring um william defoe and oh no i'm so sorry i apologize that's not the other one is starring elsie fisher i apologize william defoe's the other movie that i (laughs) that i'm going to talk about but yeah eighth grade was it was sweet it was heartbreaking it was 
it was one of those movies like it left you really happy like at the end like when you were done seeing it like if i could recommend it to anyone if you guys have prime like watch it it's on there for free it's also an independent movie but it was it was, it was just a really all in all a good movie like i, I can't i don't want to without giving too many details away because we're not going into a review for these like but it was a good movie and um the second one i saw was the florida project and that's a 2017 movie starring william defoe and um this adorable little girl named brooklyn prince and uh, that one was just heartbreaking like it was started off very like happy and it, it's it has it's visually it's beautiful because there's so many it takes place in florida and it's very colorful and it's very and i fucking hate florida we've talked about this right oh yeah yeah, yeah. i have a thing against florida guys so all my family lives in florida i think that's a personal attack against my family yeah, no it's not it's not it's just like to me it sounds like like hell oh <laughs> but it, but in this movie though like it's so pretty like i said it's blue a lot of blue skies a lot of colorful buildings a lot of you know colorful characters and then it's just like reality versus fantasy and it ends up being like a very heartbreaking movie to me but um like i didn't even expect to cry that movie when i started watching it was so funny like it's actually like it starts off like the like i said this girl like um brooklyn prince like she's she's such a cute little character on tv like and or just to watch her like go on these little adventures and stuff but like i said it is a reality versus like fantasy kind of thing and um, but yeah, that one I, I definitely I definitely give both of those five stars too. Okay, I did I not expect that, but, but those were both really great films. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it for those, right? What we're watching, guys. Now you guys got a little idea of what it is that we watch on our free time. I mean, we both are both we're pretty into like TV and movies, so <laughs> you'll hear I'm about all the different stuff to watch. Yeah, same. So send us recommendations if you guys think there's a movie we should watch. We're always down to check them out, right? Definitely. Yeah, so uh, let's dive into our uh, meat and potatoes. Yeah. I love saying that now since we said that last time, meat and potatoes. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about, I'll be discussing um, some of the first few movies with a black cast. And I will be discussing uh, America's first black actor to be, or first black movie star, I should say. So, yeah, his name... Yes, it's uh, goes by the name of Lincoln Perry. He was America's first black movie star, first black actor to make a million dollars, and the first black actor to receive featured screen credit on a film. Wow. Yeah. And um, there's not a lot. Unfortunately, it was very hard to do research for this because um, a lot of things I think that were being done like movie wise and stuff it was very under the carpet because at the time it wasn't legal for oh, yeah. people to do a lot of things and it was unfortunate but what i did find um was well there's like so there's very little known on him little known about him but he was born um lincoln theater monroe andrew perry and he was That's born name. yeah he was born on uh, may 30th 1902 to jamaican immigrant parents named joseph perry and dora monroe his father was a cigar maker and his mother was a seamstress. He was born in Key West, Florida, and other sources say he was adopted when he was 11 years old. But it, this is where it gets a little blurry because it says on um, some of the biographies I found about him that his mother wanted him to be a dentist so that she was, he was adopted by a dentist from his mother. Oh, because she but, wanted him to, to go on to that life. Yeah, So, but then it was weird because uh, he was a fraud, like he was a quack. They call him like he wasn't a real dentist and he ends up running away um when he was 12 to join a carnival which wow. is insane yeah like That's a 12 crazy. year old kid yeah but 
by the time Perry was 20, he was the manager of a traveling carnival show and a, va- a vaudeville artist. So I didn't know what a vaudeville artist was, so I had to look it up. I've heard of him before, but I didn't know exactly what he meant. Yeah, I guess it means like to do comedy and stuff, but with like songs and music and oh, there's so like, it's like a little like a break. Threat or yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, so this obviously like he there was a transition for him like during his carnival days he made a he created a character named well he it was him and another person they created a a character named Stepin and fetch it so i guess the whole point was um i don't i don't know how to explain to you without getting into the other part so i'm gonna go ahead with the other part okay. and then tell you about it but um so he became widely known for his controversy eventually this other person dropped the act and he just joined these two names as a first and last name so he became widely known for his controversial character, uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Fetchett, and it was the laziest man in the world. That's what the, the character he created. And um, he was offered a five-year studio contract after his performance in Old Kentucky in 1927. Uh, he had other notable works like um, The Devil's Skipper, 1928, The Ghost Talks, 1929, Hearts and Dixie, 1929, A Tough Winter, 1930, and Zenobia in 1939. But, um, so before I get into more about, like, his, his stuff, like, his character was, he, he was cast as the same character for a lot of movies. Oh, in, so he's typecast, which happens yeah. a lot, even now. Yes. They, I wanted to take your take put on him in that. Yeah, I mean, that happens with a lot, like, people get in this role, and then they do a good job, and they always put him in that role, especially with people of color, it's like, they, they see us one way, so it's like, if you do one movie, and it, you do well, then they think that that's your only range yeah and oh like the guy from ant-man yeah yeah like that mexican dude he always plays like that like he's such a good actor too yeah but i feel like he, like you said he always gets the same kind of roles or like someone's always playing the villain like wow i want to see them be the good guy i want to see them yeah. do this or they're always yeah i think that happens a lot with us because they try to put us in a box and they don't see our true talents i feel like one of the only people that gets to have like range like that is denzel because you see him do all kind of stuff oh yeah he is in all kinds of stuff you're right yeah, that's what apparently happened to him. Like, they liked him as, um, this, it was a comedic character almost, mm-hmm. but, like I said, he was known as, like, he was put in white films as a thing. Like, he was, he was so actually cast in there, yeah. But, um, it was as always comic, as this like, character. Lady. Yeah, and it was yeah. always him being, like, lazy or dumb, and, um... So but, it's, like, perpetuating stereotypes, which is what they enjoyed. Right. But here's the thing, though, like, the crazy thing was, as I, like, further researched, um... Perry, he was actually like he was extremely smart. Like he not only did he, well, he was very very literate actually because that's not how his character was. But like he was very literate. But he also wrote for the Chicago, let's see, the Chicago Defender newspaper. Like he wrote for them for over five years. Wow, that's and it was awesome. right, but nobody really mentions that. Like everyone just thought like he was like this dumb, like oh like this is just he's just this dumb black guy, right? And um. So, so it's almost like he played into it to, to get his success. Like, okay, if you think I'm dumb, I'll let you think I'm dumb. Very good point, yes. Yeah. Actually were, uh, so he stopped appearing in films in 1940 because he was demanding equal pay. And as like he wanted the same pay as like the other white people in, right. in the movies, but they wouldn't give it to him. So he stopped working for over five years. And then after that, he went back, but he only got like small, smaller roles and stuff. Oh, because he, and, like, he stood up for himself. Right. Yeah, so then... Yeah, I guess later on it gets worse for him though because at at the time, like I said, this is 1940s. Like they're starting to transition into you know um, the civil rights movement is growing, and he was highly criticized by the civil rights leaders for the roles he played in films. 
claiming his character of Stepin Feche was a harmful stereotype to black people, which, yeah, I can, I can understand. Um, I guess a CBS documentary on black history aired in 1968 where Bill Cosby singled him out <laughs> for his participation. I know. That's funny. <laughs> singled him out for his participation in the negative depiction of black people. How the tables have turned, huh, Cosby? How the tables have turned, yes. I'm not going to yeah. say I still love him. So, but. Yeah, but to, that's, the, that's the thing, though. Like, he... It was... Um, everybody was criticizing him because they were saying, like, oh, you know, you don't... Like, you know, you're just... Basically, you're... Um, Feeding into what they already believe about us. Yes. So... You're their little puppet or their little, you know... Yes. Show pony. But this is where I thought the story really took a turn. Um, because in 2005, there was a book published um, called titled Step and Fetch at the Life and Times of Lincoln Perry by Mel Watkins. And he debated that his character was never intended to be interpreted, interpreted as lazy and instead called it con art. Where apparently, mm. since his character was not dumb or lazy, but a prankster that would intentionally break tools, postponing work to make um, the white man do the work himself. So, oh, so he's actually the smart one because he's getting them to do his to do his work. Yeah, so they call oh. it um, putting on old. See this floor right here. Putting on old massa. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess. Oh, oh a, putting on old massa. Yeah. Massa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then. Um, I guess it was meant for a black audience at the time to understand the reference, or I think it was something like that was funny to black people, but at the time, you know what I mean? Like, he started this character back in his carnival days, so of course it wasn't going to translate the same way once, you know, a couple of decades had passed, you know? Yeah. Like, so people in the 40s, late 40s and 50s and 60s were just like, what are you doing, you know? Like, we're that trying makes to get sense, away from though, that. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, well, if I can't do it, then I end up getting you to do my work for me. Right. So it's actually yes. just like the So it was something one. funny, yeah. yeah. Like, so, yeah. So I, I thought it was very sad though that they, he didn't get a lot of, um, like his character at the end. Like I said, he that that book that was published in two thousand five. By then he had he passed away in nineteen eighty five. So he never got to see the light of that. And the last he knew is a lot of people were just constantly criticizing for the work he did. And it's like he did at the time what you know what I assume was very hard. You know to work put himself in this. You know, occupy this white space. Yeah. And be in this room with all these people that you know don't think that you deserve to be. To, to, you don't deserve to be there. And you know, he created this character, a name for himself. But well, he kind of um, he started the the path for other people to be able to to do it. Yeah. But I think it's like the same with a lot of people. Like people don't recognize your art while you're alive, but then once you're dead, then that, that's when they start to recognize it. So the person they don't get to see how successful or how much of an impact right, their like work will have. Yeah. Until after. Yeah. So then, I th- I thought that was interesting because I never I never thought about it before. Like, who was like one of the first like black actors or black That's stars? Something. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't think about that either. Yeah. We think about like what right now. You know, Denzel. We have um, Idris Elba. We have all these actors that you know obviously have uh, they reputation and you know they have a name for themselves. But what was like I, I can't imagine that being somebody that's creative and artistic like he's a trailblazer as far as getting the doors open yeah or to be able to open that door and say oh yeah, yeah. like let's you know i, I want to do this and you said one million like back then one million's a lot now so just imagine back then yeah. that's a lot of money and he was still not getting paid what everybody else was right paying, which is infuriating what does, I mean, it goes to today's times. Huh? That goes to today's times where women are not getting paid as much or people of color are not getting paid as much as uh, another person. So it's like issues we're still dealing with now. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that was that was very interesting to learn about. So I'm glad I got this opportunity to research this because otherwise I just wouldn't have thought about it. Like I would have. I never thought about that either. Yeah, but yeah. So now moving on to a birth of a nation, and this ties in unfortunately to like the first four films to have a black cast because. So when I looked this up, you know, like obviously as most of us will do nowadays i googled it i was like okay first movie with a black cast and i got a birth of a nation and i was like oh okay like i like i feel like i remember that name and now it's i remember because there's a 2016 movie okay so i looked up the plot and i'm just gonna tell you the plot really quick and i wrote down on here that it was a trash movie like i said quickly discuss birth of a nation trash film (laughs) i'm gonna tell you okay so the movie's about two families i guess one's like a northern family the other's a southern family right and like i'm not gonna get into the boring dynamics of these white people doing white people shit (laughs) but apparently the whole thing it was like you know this one lady is being pursued by a freed man, like a freed slave. Yeah. And um, she jumps off a cliff, and everybody, tr- they try this the black guy, and he's found guilty, so the KKK finds him. Yes, yes. I'm not, I couldn't have made this up. I wish you guys and could then see my face after that. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> after this, girl, like, no, but the thing is to me, just seem like one of those, things, like, no, like, this can't be real. No. So they're correlating her suicide to him. Yes. Well, yeah, the whole, the whole plot was basically, like, these two, these two families, right? Like, that they're going, like, it's making a whole mess out of, like, the Confederate War. And, like, oh. it, it, apparently when it was released, it was released in, like, two parts or, because it was very long. It's, like, a, it's, like, three hours and 13 minutes. Oh, and shoot. it was released in two parts. Parts. like one like you know during the the the, the war and then mm-hmm. after like okay. the, yeah the reconstruction era and then so then i don't know how to put this in words where i'm like because it's, like, it's so stupid to me but yes apparently they make it seem like the, the kkk are like the literally the knight in shining armors and, and they come in and sleep yes. in the same the day yes but that's what it's about at the end this black man gets lynched in the movie and that that's that's the movie like that's it so yeah and so during this time what i found crazy was one there were actual most of the actors though i should say i should mention that not all of the actors that were black in the movie were actual black people like they there was a lot of white people in in blackface yeah so then um additionally though there were black actors in the movie i don't know what their roles were because they're not mentioned on there like only the big name stars we need you for your face but we're not going to actually give you credit well that's what yeah so he was well so like going back to to uh to perry like the actor we were just talking about he was the first accredited person in the movie and that was people came after no this was in 19 he was accredited in that movie in 1927. Okay, so it was after. So, yeah. Okay. So that was after. So this was before. This was in so 1950. were in the movie, but they were just like, okay, we're, we're just here. Yeah. We're skin tone, but we're not actually. Right. Okay, got it. Yeah, so then I thought that was, like, insane because I was like, um, yeah, that was a real plot. And it's crazy because it said that it inspired the resurfacing of the KKK in 1915. Uh, they over- so it was like a propaganda movie then. Yeah. Almost. But with that, so I don't, I didn't want to get too much into that because like I said, it didn't, I didn't feel like it was our, I didn't want to waste our time with that. Right. I don't feel like that's something, although I was disappointed to learn that the Library of, Con- of Congress deemed it, because um, apparently, like I said, they have, they deemed the, in 1992, the, li- the Library of Congress deemed the film culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. 
and um, they submitted it for preservation. I want to know what your thoughts on that was. I think it's like it's bullshit. Like now I want to watch it, but then I'm like I don't want to waste my time and give these people energy. But at the same time, I'm like, what's so important about it that it needs to be? Is this just like a warning of what we did in the past and how we need to move past it? Because I feel like now we're we're repeating. If you don't know about your history, you're doomed to repeat it, and that's right. what we're doing right now. So See, maybe that, yeah. So, but that, I tried looking it up on the Library of Congress, like to look for their, like their catalog. And yeah. It, nothing comes out on it, so I don't know if maybe it was removed again. This was in 1982. Yeah, people that, probably fought that, and they probably overturned it because I don't yeah. understand how that would be. Significant. Yeah, because technically the whole point of the movie was to. Um, See, like, deem the black black man as like sexually aggressive towards white women, and the harm that they could do to them. <laughs> right now, all these never mind. Right, going to that, but yeah, yeah, that's funny. I know. I thought I thought it was crazy, but with happier news though is that they thought that that was the first movie that ever featured black people in a in a movie. But I guess recently, um, there was a movie reel disc- uh, discovered at a flea market in, in California, oh. and it was a 1912 movie, and it was a completely uh, black cast. And it was called A Fool and His Money. And I thought that was really cool. That's that awesome. Something else. Yes, because yes. I don't want that to be our first legacy No, that wasn't it. Film. No, it wasn't. Now it I understand was... why you're getting, like, upset, because I'm just getting upset, like, listening <laughs> right. to what you're I, telling I, me. I, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was just disappointing to see that it, would, it didn't. I mean, we already know history, we know what it was like before, but it really sucks to kind of, like, something we're so passionate about in movies, and maybe if we would have been born in the wrong decade, like, we wouldn't have even had a chance to go to a lot of movie theaters, because even that was a thing, like, segregated movie theaters, like, we probably wouldn't have seen the same films. Exactly. Because different films were sold to different, different movie theaters. Yeah. No. So, it was one of those, yeah, it was one of those things where, yeah, it was disappointing to learn, but... Like I said, I, I was happy to hear about this, A Fool and His Money, because um, I, I didn't read too much into her because it was a French lady, and I, it is important, but I don't feel like it was the time to talk about her. But she was also very, she was a, the first ever female director, I guess, on record, and she was very into, like, not just filming white people. She really had a, a thing for filming interracial relationships and black black. Took a pin in that thing, because... yeah. We do have a fan who um, listened to our one our um, Color Purple episode, and they made a suggestion that they enjoyed us talking about female directors, but wanted us to dive a little bit yeah. deeper. So if we do decide to do an episode about that, we can talk about her. Yeah, she she was interesting, but yes, definitely. So yeah, just really quick, um, the last movies were um, The Railroad Porter in 1913, Aladdin Jones in 1915, and The Knights of Vaudeville. And I didn't get a date for that one, but those were apparently on record, like some of the earliest. Okay, films. so it wasn't just that trash movie. No, but they, that was it wasn't. Well, I'm happy that you know um, I'm gonna be talking about the the 2016 version with the same name, and yes. I feel like it kind of got redeemed. So when I think about that that movie, I don't think about the 1915. Yeah, I think about no, the 2016. That was very much trash. Yeah. Like, like, so yeah, I saw it. It kept popping up too, and I'm like, I wonder what this is, but I didn't. On it. I'm happy I didn't. No, don't. <laughs> so do tell. What oh, um, so was that was it? That was that was the history? my list. That oh, okay. My history. Yeah, that's what I have. All right. So I know that was kind of uh, kind of dark, people. So we're hoping that you're still listening to us. If you are, um, I just wanted to go over a few um, iconic movies that talk about Black history. And if you haven't seen them, I think it's a good portrayal of um, what the African American community has has endured and what we've gone through. Um, one movie is called Glory. It's a 1989 film. Um, it stars Denzel Washington. He actually won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. It also stars Matthew Broderick and Morgan Freeman. No. It, yeah, it was nominated for um, 
four Academy Awards. And let's see. So this one, this movie's about the first military units of the Union Army during the Civil War to consist entirely of African-American people, oh, wow. um, except for their officers. Um, the Union soldiers were fighting for freedom after the Emancipation Proclamation, even at the risk, because they were told that if they were caught in their uniform, they would be either executed or returned to slavery. So they still fought because they were trying to um, get freedom for, for black people. So I thought that was really cool. And then there was a point uh, made that back then, black soldiers were paid $10 a month, while white soldiers were paid $13 a month. So there were people trying to fight for you know, we're, we're fighting the same war. Why do you get paid more? Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, you have to. And then that's that soundtrack for Glory is amazing. A little tidbit, I used to be in marching band, and we actually did, we had um, shows every year. We actually did a show on Glory. Oh, and wow. that music, if you I haven't listened that. to the soundtrack, that yeah. is amazing. I'm going to add it to my yeah. soundtracks to listen to. Thanks. Yes. And then... Um, Another back to the birth of nation, uh, birth of a nation. This is a 2016 film. Um, this is a period drama based on uh, Nat Turner, which was, he was an enslaved man who led a slave rebellion in Southampton uh, County, Virginia, in 1831. He was a pastor, so it was different because you know a lot of times slaves back then didn't know how to read, but he was taught to read, and he's actually like a pastor. So these different slave owners would bring him to their plantations to um, minister to the black people trying to get them to like fall in line and to get them from stop them from rebelling and running away but after all this stuff happened to him I guess he got tired of seeing his people punished so he actually uh, led a rebellion that one was really cool um, that movie was I just saw it and it was phenomenal like the last two minutes for like the best part it just really like it took I was just smiling at the end because it's really sad it's not I mean this is about slavery so it's not like a happy-go-lucky film but the last couple minutes just kind of was like very powerful um, it's actually co-written produced and directed by uh, Nate Parker and he's the the main character he plays Nat Turner it was his um, directorial debut it also features Gabrielle Union um, yeah Anjanae Lewis and Army Hammer Okay. Um, yeah, so it actually says Fox Searchlight Pictures um, bought the rights for $17.5 million, and it was the largest uh, deal at a film festival to date because it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival for 2016. Wow. So, yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool fact. Yeah. Um, so, that was a good movie. Uh, Red Tails is cool. It's an American film um, directed by Anthony Hemingway. Um, it's also his directorial debut. This one stars Terrence Howard, Cuba Gooding Jr., Neo, Michael B. Jordan. I think this is one of Michael B. Jordan's first movies before oh, nice. he got really big. Yeah. Yeah, and again, Nate Parker, the guy from Birth of a Nation. It's this a, is a 2017 or what? No, 2012. Oh, 2012. This, I have never even, I don't think I've even heard of that movie. It, so it, it wasn't very popular, but it's, it's pretty good. It's about Tuskegee Airmen. Airmen. Um, so they were a group of African-American United States Army Air Forces. Uh, servicemen during World War II. Okay. Um, so it's based on real individuals. Uh, they were tasked in escorting the first American bombers to attack Berlin. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, I just thought it was really interesting because I don't know if you've ever heard about the, the experiments that they did on them. No. Yeah, so like with syphilis and stuff like that, they would actually expose them to it to see how they reacted to it. So these people that are fighting for our country, trying to get us freedom, they were tested and they, they went in for healthcare 
thinking that they were going to get help, but they were actually given things because they wanted to test Wait, the medications. Were all the soldiers or just, or just no, just like a group toys. of them. Oh wow! They were given them syphilis and stuff because they wanted to see how their body reacted, and they were trying to find cures. So they purposely like. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's something that you should definitely look into if you no, haven't heard okay. of it. Yeah, but definitely. this this movie's good. Um, but it just again it's a, it shows like how a part of American history we were and how we actually did some some cool stuff. So I thought that one was good. Um, this movie, I didn't realize it was so long ago, 12 Years a Slave, um, 2013. This one was really good. It's a period drama and adaptation of an 1853 slave memoir, 12 Years a Slave, uh, by Solomon Northup. Of an, it's based on a New York State-born uh, man. He's like free, he wasn't a slave. And he's kidnapped in Washington, D.C. Um, by two con men, and then he's, he's sold into slavery. So this man was, it's like the opposite. He was born free, and then he's, he's sold into slavery. So this man was articulate. He, he had money. He came from money. Like, he had a good life, and these men took him into slavery. Because, you know, like, in... in um, I feel like I've seen this, actually. Yeah, because, you know, in the South, they weren't free, but then in the North people were free and they were being yes. yeah so he was born a free man but they took him back to the south and sold him into slavery i think i actually have seen this movie yes. yeah it's actually um it's stars chiwetel eljafor alfrey woodard and lupita she, that was like the, the yeah, one she I won her oscar see, yeah, she won her I oscar on that movie. yeah didn't we see this together or did i see it with gerardo i think i saw it with my husband i think you saw it with gerardo yeah. but it was at the best picture showcase yes, it was one of the things yes, yes. It, it says that it still holds a 96 percent rating on rotten tomatoes oh, to this day that's hate everything yeah you know <laughs> how critical it. people are yes. so it won three academy awards including um Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actress, which is Lupita won that. Oh, won all those awards? Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah that's a, that's a so event. I thought that was good. And then, this is one of my favorites, uh, Django Unchained. Oh, I've seen Django. Yeah, 2012, because yeah. it's like a, yeah. it's a comedy, it's a spoof, it's a satire, and I thought it was just really cool. Uh, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring Jamie Foxx, right. Carrie Washington, and Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. These, I mean, there's some great characters in this, because... Oh, um, really? Am I tripping or isn't Leonardo DiCaprio? Did yeah, you Le- say that? No, I didn't. Leo's oh, in yeah. there too. Yeah. yeah, he's a dick in that movie. Yeah, movie. I love his character because he's an a hole. Yeah. But yeah, he's in it. But I just thought it's cool because Jamie, like, he wins his freedom and he's actually a bounty hunter. So he's going and he's actually killing. Yes, he's being paid so. to kill saw, these did black slave owners. Oh, we've probably no. seen it. I've seen yeah. it so many times. I've probably yeah. seen it with you. I, we own that movie too. Yeah, so this one was nominated for cat, um, five. Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Uh-huh. Um, I just thought this was cool because um, it kind of goes to the thing that you were saying about Yesa Massa. Mm-hmm. That's like um, Samuel L. Jackson's character because he's um, he's like the top slave for Leonardo, and he's just like going along with him, and he's like kind of racist of his, of his own people because remember throughout the movie he's making all these comments like we deserve to be enslaved, we're black, like we're stupid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a man who hates his own race because he's been so brainwashed that right. he thinks that all this stuff is, that's happening is normal yeah. and it should happen. Yeah. So, I is mean... Is that what that refers to? Because I actually didn't know what that meant when I read it. Well, they used to call mean. their slaves masters and that, uh-huh. like, when you're kind of appeasing and doing what they say, you say, oh, yes, a master. Like, that oh, type thing. Okay. So, I think it was kind of like a joke because it's like, yeah, okay, I'll do what you're saying, but yet you're oh, in, like you end up doing me. my work right. for me. Yeah. So, I think that's what it kind of gets. Um, but if you haven't seen that one, I think it's a good uh, depiction of 
um, some things that we had to deal with as far as slavery goes, but it puts a fun twist on it, so it's not as it's dark. dark. It has mixed, it has dark moments, and it does mm-hmm. definitely highlight some of the things that we've had to deal with, like um, slaves fighting and uh, being pinned against each other. Um, but Is that the one where they, there's really bad whipping scenes, though. I think that's one. Of yeah, them. yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. That and one then they have the, the or was it Twelve Years a Slave though? There's I feel one... like all. Of- that yeah, have slavery right, have right, thought right. of a yeah but there but, was yeah. one that I remember I, I specifically like I had to look away because it was a little bit too much for me it might have been Django yeah it might have been but then he got I remember he was whipping the white guy that was hilarious he oh. had the, the, <laughs> yeah. the movie like yeah. if, you, if you want something funny that talks about it's important so stuff and yeah. educational then Django and Shane yeah. is, is definitely one okay and then this one I haven't seen yet but it's definitely on my to-do list oh that's on my to-do list too. yeah Selma, yeah. Selma 2014 Directed by Ava DuVernay and written by Paul Webb. It's based on a 1965 Selma to Montgomery voting right marches led by James Belville, Hosea Williams, Martin Luther King, and John Lewis. It starred uh, Carmen Ajogo, David Odilowo, and Common. Um, it was nominated for four Golden Globes, including Best Picture, and it was also nominated for Academy Award Best Picture, and it won Best Original Song for the Golden Globes and awesome. for the Oscars. Yeah, so that would great. be a good soundtrack to, to display, right. too. Right, we need to talk about that, yeah. Yeah, so I haven't seen it yet, but I remember when it first came out, and I've always wanted to see it, because it was, yeah. I think that was her debut, or Ava? one of her, yeah, okay. Ava, it, if it wasn't her debut, it was her first, like, mainstream film oh nice okay um so then this one's kind of old i don't know if you've seen it but it's malcolm x i don't know if i no i don't okay think so. it's 1992 it's a biographical uh biographical drama about activist malcolm x okay. and so it stars denzel washington he plays malcolm x and angela bassett it's um directed and co-written by spike lee oh which he's a i mean if you know anything about spike lee all his movies are period pieces about the black community and what's going on so this one was actually really good um i thought it was a cool transition from selma because you know martin luther king was more like the peacemaker non-violent protest we can get things done peacefully but um malcolm x is more like we're gonna do this by any means necessary so he's a part of the black Panther. yeah he was like you know sometimes you can't just smile and hope that things are gonna go well sometimes you have to fight the system right so he was always about um making waves to get get stuff done so Mm -hmm. if you don't know about who malcolm x is because they normally talk about uh, martin luther king more because he was like non-violent but malcolm x was also important to black history so that's a good movie to see and you know if it has denzel in it it's gonna be good yeah um bell 2013 i think we talked about that's the girl from uh beyond the lights right yeah Yeah, i want to see that so this one i'm gonna talk about a little bit but now that i think about it more i think this will be good for the up, our upcoming episode okay yeah sure. so this one is just pretty much um a period drama about um an illegitimate mixed race daughter um who is i guess she's a daughter of earl of mansfield's nephew and she helps contribute to the um abolition of the slave trade act of 1807 so she oh. helps with like the ships and trading slaves from one place to another. Wow. Um, it's actually really cool. It's inspired by the 1779 painting of Dido Elizabeth Bell. Okay. Um, and it stars the, the main girl is Gugu Mabatha Ra. Okay. And she's yeah, it's it's really good. Okay. I like you've that. You've seen this one already. Yes, I've okay. seen that one. 
Um, I have a couple more. Just okay. two more. No, no, no. Okay. Please, please. I'm, I'm excited to okay. be hearing about these because Malcolm X said not. I it's an older movie. movie yeah, yeah, but I'm, I want to see that. And I definitely want to see Belle. I'm going to probably try watching Belle this you, time. Yeah, you'll like it. Okay, cool. And then I think that'll be a good one to talk about. Yes. Because you already like one of the other movies that she's in. Yes. And it has the guy that's with her in the um in that movie is the guy who did the birth of a nation oh wow the oh, one who plays her that. boyfriend that's nat turner oh okay. i mean that's okay, not okay. uh not nat turner what's his name um he played nat turner nat nate parker nate parker okay, yes gotcha okay so then i know we saw this hidden figures yes no wait i didn't see you it just, no oh, I, I was supposed that. to give no. it to you yeah you never, never, okay. you never let me borrow it okay, oh so my god okay <laughs> i have to let you borrow it yeah okay. so it's 2016 it's loosely based on the non-fiction book by margot lee Shutterly about black female mathematicians who worked with NASA during the space race. Okay. Um, it stars Taraji B. Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, and Janelle Monae. Okay. It was nominated for three Academy Awards and two Golden Globes. Um, I believe Octavia Spencer won um, for Best Supporting Actress in that. Oh, awesome. If I'm okay. correct. Um, and it was actually the highest grossing Best Picture nominee at the 89th. Academy Awards. Oh wow! I didn't know that, so I, I thought that was that cool. Yeah. Cool for um for a black film. Right. Um, this one is one that came out. My mom never goes to the movies, but she actually went with me to this movie. To see the Butler. Yeah. Oh, have wow. you heard of it? I've heard of it. I I don't know with like I can't tell you. Okay. You have to see it. Okay. okay so it came out in 2013. It's loosely based on the real life of Eugene Allen, who worked in the White House for 34 years okay. as a White House Butler. Um, it stars. Forrest Whitaker, he's the butler, Oprah Winfrey, what? Lindy Kravitz, Terrence Howard. I mean, the list goes on. Like, there's a lot of big oh people in it. Oh, my God, yeah. And I believe it's done by uh, Stan, um, Lee Daniels, who okay. does um, Star and Empire. So people probably know him from that because okay, he does yeah. TV more. Uh-huh. But this was really good. So it's just, like, showing how he grew up, well, how he was, he worked at the White House, and he, he witnessed a lot of notable political and social events. Because he was right there. He's at the White House. So he gets to see all these like influential people coming into the White House. He gets to see deals being made. Because right. you know when you're the help, you're just kind of back there. Your and they just Yeah, like yeah they just go on and they, right. they proceed with their actions like you're not there. So he's like a fly on the wall. And right. it's his like showing all the stuff that he got to witness and kind of be a part of history. He was right there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really cool. Um, and then that was it for my movies. I just wanted to talk about some notable black directors. Yeah, let's, let's I'm not going to say what each of them did because I think... Um, later on, we're going to be highlighting each of them and telling you some some uh, some films they did. But I just wanted to kind of list them off. Spike Lee, of I, one of his movies is nominated this year. Yeah, Black, Black Klansman. Klansman. I saw that. That was yeah, amazing. He, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen his movies, all the movies I've seen of his are great. Um, he's ahead of his time for sure. Melvin Van Peebles, John Singleton, F. Gary Gray, Tyler Perry. I think a lot of people know him. The Hughes Brothers, Ava DuVernay. She's an up-and-coming uh, female director. She's, oh, she's doing a, really well. She, she did, did Selma. Selma. Okay. Yeah, Steve McQueen, Ryan Coogler. A lot of you guys might know him. He did um, Black Panther, <laughs> which oh, is like I the biggest know. one. Him and um, Michael B. Jordan are like partners, so they do a lot of their stuff together. Like they did, um, what's the the first one they did? Dang it, it's gonna bug me now. It's um, the Great. Something, uh, Fruitville Station. Fruitville Station. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing, and it, it's about true events where um, a guy is killed at a train station. Oh wow! Uh-huh. They choke him to death for for nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah, you have to watch it. Okay. okay. I don't want to tease it, but it's been out for a while. But you definitely okay. have to watch it. But that was like their first 
first thing was that one, and it did so well. He also was involved with the Rocky movies, I think. Oh, no way. I didn't yeah. know that. Or with the, not Rocky, the... What is the other Michael one? Michael B. Jordan, right? Uh, yeah. It's not Rocky. It's... Uh, not Rocky. It's... Uh, uh, I don't know athletes <laughs> like that, but I know what you're talking about. It's it's uh, pretty much a spinoff of the Rocky films, because it has yeah. has our guy in it, but I can't think of... Oh, my God. Why can't I think of the name? It's bothering me. Okay, we'll tell one, you guys. Yeah, yeah we'll tell you later, because the new yeah. one's coming out, right? Yeah. Okay. And then... Jordan Peele, which is of course, get Key and Peele, right? but his famous is, yeah, is Get Out, and then it's rumored that he's going to be revamping the Twilight Zone series, and he's oh, going to be directing that. No way! I am so excited. I did not know and that. And then there's another movie that's coming out with him, and it looks creepy, too, and it looks really good. Okay, so I am, I'm looking forward to It's cool to, to see him, like, come from a TV show. He started off on uh, Mad TV, I believe. Right. And then to see him transition to this, and to really yeah, go on. Yeah, to do that. The yeah. other uh, guy, too, he's doing... Um, stuff on netflix too he has that show friends from college that i believe he's directing and starring in too. i watched that i didn't know he was directing it but yeah, yeah they're both so. good yeah he's funny dude. we'll have to talk about that show okay later. <laughs> and then mess. um last two were robert townsend and then ama asante and she's a female but to me what was crazy like when i researched this okay what out of the list i gave you of I don't know, half a dozen, only two of them are women. Yeah. So that shows you the problem that we're having where it's like... With women of color not yeah. being able to get into... And then women places. in general, like right. directors. So it's like, you know... So I more look, specific, I think we know more female directors of other races. Than we do. easier than we do yeah. or women of color. Right, so it's like, that's, that's something that needs to change. Because it's like, all the men, like, they're great directors, but we only have yeah. two women on the list. It should be more than that. And it's hard for them to get on there. I, exactly, because it's a male-dominated industry so right. it's like if you do get on there your stuff has to be even better just to get noticed just to get noticed yeah but yeah we'll definitely point. be highlighting uh these people later on and letting you know their works because they all have some great movies that you yeah, should check so out thank you so much for sharing that list I, like i said i haven't seen all of those movies i've seen a few but i'm excited to see the rest because hidden figures has been on my list for a while too it's just not well, I think it's... Well, actually, I don't even know. I have to check on Prime. It might be on Prime. I might have to... If not, you have to let me borrow that. Yeah. And then we... Yeah, definitely Belle, the Butler, and Selma are, are on my list, too. So I'm yes. going to have to check those out. And if you guys are listening to... I think... Uh, yeah, give... Check If you guys out. have... I mean, if you guys have any um, movies that you could suggest for Black History Month that are an accurate portrayal or honest portrayal of black history and what we've been through, uh, please feel free to share because I know this is just like a few, but I know we have a lot more that people probably don't know about just because they don't hit mainstream as much as like some of these other movies. So true, if you yeah. guys can shout out and let us know, we definitely want to do our research and maybe learn about a movie we didn't right. know about. Yeah, also with that though, it's it's um, true like what you said right now about not being mainstream because a lot of the times I was reading when I was doing my research for like the, you know, black cast films, like in 2011 it was found that white people won't see movies they're less likely to see a movie if it's like a black protagonist or a black cast in the movie. The only time they really want to go see us, I love Tyler Perry, but if it's a Tyler Perry thing, or because Kevin Hart. we're making fun of ourselves. When we're making fun of ourselves and holding up to their stereotypes of us, they like to see that because it's like, okay, yeah, it just proves that we already know about you. But when it's a progressive film, like, wow, black people are more or challenging than what they did. Yeah, challenging who you are. They don't they don't want to watch it so that's something that we definitely need to uh to, to work on yeah, exactly all right well thank you so much for sharing those i'm i'm excited to i to learn more about these movies i didn't know about what a lot of these were about just because i don't i haven't gone around to why well, i just thought it was cool like a lot of them were nominated and they were given their they were great movies yeah, yeah. They were great. 
they were giving their credit. Films, right. But still, a lot of people don't know about them, so that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, and you know what? With that, though, it's, it's, it says a lot, though, that they made it to these nominations and they got the, they received these awards. Even after, though, like, white people weren't the main audience. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that... That shows that, I guess, we are breaking some, some, some ceilings, ceilings as far as that goes. Right. So now, we're moving on to our next uh, segment, which is called uh, the caucasity. <laughs> we're... Go ahead, explain what it is. Okay, so it's pretty much just these crazy Caucasians and their sense of entitlement and just, <laughs> just some stories, different things like that... things we have come across. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times they're in their own way and they don't know how to relate to anyone else and they just think the world revolves around them. So being a person of color, we have a different experience and a different lens that we see through. So we just wanted to share some stories of things that happened to us that we just thought were funny and we wanted to share with you, with you and also get your feedback because I'm, I'm sure you guys have crazy you guys have stories, too. stories too but sometimes it's just like like it's not you know what I mean like sometimes you, you might feel especially when we're in spaces that feel like they're predominantly white like you might feel like you're the only person experiencing or like looking around the room like to a camera and saying what the fuck did this just really happen right so I think sometimes I, I think that's why it's important to share these stories yeah so, like go ahead Ali J I don't have one this week thank god <laughs> I bless Okay, so I have one where um, this lady was telling me that, you know, she wanted to be able to have appointments for two months out. You know, I'm not going to give it too much detail because I, I want to protect the quote-unquote innocent. But um, so she was upset that they wouldn't book her these appointments two months out. And she was told by several people, like, this is our policy. We can only do two weeks. And so when I called her back, you know, to talk to her about everything, she's like, well, you know what? I think it's because of the fact that the people out there, they were so rude to me, the receptionist. And I think it's because they were black and, and Mexican and they were racist to me because I'm a white woman and they, they just didn't like me. So I think that's why they were discriminating against me. Not knowing that you were black. Right. Not knowing that I was black because... I guess like I get that a lot that I don't sound whatever black is supposed to sound like but I just thought it was funny and I was she just started talking I'm like okay ma'am I have to go before I say something in my head I'm thinking I need to hang up this call yeah, before I say something what the fuck? Like, that makes me lose my job I have a good job and I don't want to lose fact, it but, but here's what made concerns me is the fact that she felt so she felt comfortable enough because she didn't assume you were black so she felt comfortable enough to tell you like can you believe these black and Mexican people well right that's the thing like she felt so entitled because they're doing their job right. and she's used to being a white female, probably getting whatever she wants, coming into places and people rolling out the red carpet, and because they told her no, she felt that they were being reverse racism, like they it's were like, being rude to her. Like, ma'am, it's policy. Come right. Policy. I guess she's, she she wanted them to break the rules for her because she's white, and right. because they didn't. Oh, it's because they're black and Mexican. And, it is that sense of and they're aggressive. And me. Yeah, you feel entitled. No, we have to follow the rules, and the rules are not going to. We're not going to change the rules for you. And she got upset about that because I guess she wasn't used to it. I'm like, well, welcome to our our lives. Right. Used to what we. Like, not even. If that's, if I don't that, think that we would do that. To be no, clear. but that's what I'm saying. But I'm like, that's what you consider like racism, and that's what you consider being discriminated against. Uh -huh. Like, walk a day in our shoes, and you'll really see. I'm like, if that's the worst problem you have, is having to, you're too lazy to call in every two weeks to get your appointment, then that must be a pretty good life. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having. Problem? Yeah, that's your biggest problem. Wow. Yeah. I, I just thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. That is. She had to pull the race card. I'm right. like, you don't even know who you're talking to, lady. Like, I know. you want to talk about some racist I stuff? wonder what she would have known if you would have said, ma'am, I'm black. <laughs> I know. She would have probably been I like, I just um, you and I'm black. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I won't. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that anecdote. Like I said. The caucasity. I love yeah, it. Yeah, the caucasity. Uh, if you do not understand that reference, just so you know, it's been circulating the internet. 
I did not know. I yeah, thought you came up no, with it. No, I was like, clever. I'm no, like, wow, it's, the, girl, it's Caucasian smart. audacity. I love it. I know. I get what it is. But I thought you came up with. No. it. I was like, girl, you are worth no, it. No, no, no. It's it's like a meme. Oh like, my everyone's gosh. On okay. it. Like every time, it's funny because every time you see weird shit on the internet, like that we should do a post like that. The Caucasian and say, share share your stories yeah. with us. I want to hear some awesome stories. Like, yeah, like do tell. Send us. When you're having a bad day, doesn't that stuff like just cheer you up and make you laugh? Like, really? Yeah, I mean, yours not was humorous. Yeah, like yours was humorous, but I'm, I'm betting some others will not be. But I think it's but important yeah. to shed a light because, like you said, if right. you think you're the only one going through it, it it's, it's important not, to share yeah. it so we can work on ways to, yeah. to stop it. Exactly. I agree. That I agree with, yes. Well, guys, um, this uh, concludes our episode. We do have some ending notes. Um, as you guys know, we announced earlier this week um, that we had, or last week, I should say, it would be last week by the time you guys hear this episode, um, we have a new Spotify playlist, and our link is available on our Instagram story highlights, and we'll be featuring two movie soundtracks. Ali J and I will each be picking one, so you guys can take a listen. I mean, I think soundtracks are very important to movies, too, and I think me and Ali J have always um, discussed that in the episodes, too, in the podcast. So yeah, we're excited to share those with you. This week, we have, or the, for Jan- the month of January, it was posted a day late, guys, but... It was January, technically. It was January, in our, in our yeah. Hearts. So now we're doing a February one. We're not sure what the schedule of these will be, like when we'll decide, but as soon as we figure it out, we'll post a link on Instagram. And um, so yeah, keep following our stories um, for, oh, for not just updates and, of course, uh, more recognitions of black people in film and art. Then we, oh, we also wanted to share something we read, um, or I read on Twitter. Um, so this was posted by um, Twitter handle the Black Buffy, and she wrote something that was very interesting to me. She wrote, um, this is at non-black people of color plus white folks. Use this month to support us by purchasing collections or chat books, subscribing to channels, etc. Donating or supporting in whatever way a black creative is needing. So this inspired us to request from you, our listeners, this month that you send us names of black YouTube channels, send us black-owned businesses, online stores, Etsy pages. Um, we'd be very happy to support them and uh, share it on our page. Like I know we don't have a crazy amount of followers, but I know that there's people that actively look at our stuff. And you know, if it could, if you can help support someone like this, then you know why not? Like just give us, shoot you us a name. Support businesses, right? Part. Yeah, slide in our DMs. Let us know if you. Even if you know someone, you know, a friend that's writing and that, you know, posts really cool things on her Instagram or whatever, uh, shoot us her page. We'll, we'll share it, right? Yes, definitely. Be glad to, to do that. And, yeah, as uh, usual, uh, keep sending us your non-traditional love stories. We're still kind of, uh, we're working on a pretty interesting episode, we think, right, for Valentine's definitely. Day. So we're hoping that we can um, share, well, we we're hoping to receive more of your favorite movies, more of your favorite non-traditional love stories. And by that, we mean non-traditional to Hollywood, because I know Hollywood focuses on a very specific brand of love, and it's not what love looks like to everybody around the world and yeah. in this in this country so send it to us we, we want, want stuff to... that embodies you like when you listen or when you watch it you're like wow i can actually see myself in this film right something that might not be mainstream but speaks to you on a personal level where right you, you can see that being your love story yeah like so much of like love movies are like rom-coms and we already know what a lot of rom-coms look like not to say that rom-coms can't be good movies but they're not really but they're not very realistic. inclusive right yeah. so um, yeah, keep doing that, and uh, of course, like, keep sharing our show with your friends and families. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, um, like, it really helps when you guys rate us and review us. So please do that. 
um, if you keep when you keep engaging with us too on our Insta surveys and you know our Instagram in general, like it's very helpful. Like, so we would appreciate everything. It helps you do. us understand the content that you're looking for, so that we can bring you awesome content and stuff that's catered to our, our listeners. We want we want to hear what you like and what you don't like so that we can improve because we're growing we're learning this is new and we want to we want to make an impact so yes. whatever way we can do that yeah like so share share a page too guys like, and just in case you forgot it. what it was it's underscore t-o-o-r-e-e-l yes too thank real. you yeah thank Instagram. you so much yes so yeah thanks for listening again guys uh we hope that you enjoyed this episode and that if you learned at least something like i said we feel like we've done our job right exactly because i learned i definitely learned something this episode. i learned a lot yeah, you're right, LEJ. So with that, you guys, uh, bye. Bye.